0: It's Greg and I am here, a podcast series called Experience Asheville. Today we're going to take a different twist, talk a little bit about the river slash kayaking adventure side of what's going on in town. Uh, we got an interesting gentleman who's got a different take on the water sports in the area and so welcome, tell us a little bit, don't tell us about the business yet because I'm going to ask you, tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're from introduce yourself
1: and say hi to everyone hi i'm kevin Yant. grew up in the hickory north carolina area and i've been in Asheville for 10 years
0: and what brought you to Asheville?
1: it was whitewater that brought me here
0: okay oh by the way i just want to tell everyone he did he might be one of my new favorite guests because he did bring me a homemade brew so if whoever comes on the show in the future you can always buy your way into my heart with a little beer so you came to Asheville. Um, you don't. You just started this company.
1: I've been doing it for a while, and it's just been kind of, you know, in a part-time phase for a long time.
0: So, um, for people that are not familiar with Asheville, what's sort of gone on here is we have the the hardcore kayakers that sort of drift a little bit towards the western part of the state or the Green River, and then we have a lot of the casual kayaker paddleboarders who and tubers. Who will float all sorts of rivers around here. Um, I've been doing it paddleboarding slash kayaking for about eight years. We used to go down the river and maybe see 10 people. If you go down the river now on a Saturday, there's a good chance you could see 1,500 people and you almost got to weave your way in and out of that. So um, it's really taken over. Um, You drive around town and you can't go out and not see kayaks on the top of boats or cars, right? So, all right, so you're from Hickory. You move here. What type of what type of whitewater brought you here?
1: Well, I had begun riverboarding, which is headfirst, kind of like a bodyboard instead of kayak. And I had some part-time sponsorships, so I knew I just wanted to get closer to the resource. And I was chasing pretty much a Red Bull or a Monster-type contract and had some bang-up years where I felt like, I'd paid my dues and should have even made their full-time teams and didn't even crack their discount team. So
0: so let's, <laughs> talk, let's, let's talk about riverboarding. Right. So tell people what it is because it's nothing like kayaking. It's a completely different water sport.
1: Uh-huh. Right? Go exactly. Ahead. Take a bodyboard but beef it up substantially. Put some handles on the top so you don't have to hold on to the bottom of it like you do with an ocean bodyboard. And throw on some, you know, really good protective gear. Flippers? Flippers, yes.
0: Okay. Helmet, for sure. Definitely. Life jacket? Uh Uh-huh. All right. And what type of... So you don't want to go down the French Broad in that because it would be boring. So where are you doing this?
1: Uh, Personally, I take... Or I like to go the more exciting section of the French Broad, which is in Madison County. Okay.
0: So you can go... You can use the French Broad, okay? I
1: can. And I also, you know, I'll travel within a few hours to get to the Ocoee, the Pigeon... Even the, it's a little chilly, for it. <laughs> but even, you know, rivers in Georgia and West Virginia as well.
0: So you were sort of doing this almost full time.
1: Uh, I'm not. I'm still holding down a day job and just crushing it on the weekends. And out all the time. So you when did you start the business?
0: I started in 2009. OK. And how is it progressing and how? How do people find out about the sport? Like, I didn't know much about it until, you know, you and I had a little bit of contact.
1: Most of the time, people, they see somebody else on the river. They think it's crazy, but they're like, wow, that looked like a lot of fun, too. So, if they don't track the person down, they do some research. They might read about it, like, on, you know, Tourism or an in-flight magazine, and then they start looking for it, and... I've had people come from as far as Indiana or Northern Florida, just, just to, to give it. Just to give
0: uh-huh. it. Is it dangerous?
1: Like any whitewater sport, you know, there's inherent danger, but it's also based on what rivers you pick. And mm-hmm. I liken it as you know, if you fall off a raft or miss your roll on kayaking, you only have your life jacket and a helmet and a pair of sandals. With riverboarding, you knew you were going to be in the water the entire time, so you've got the wetsuit. You've got some knee and shin guards. You've got the fins, so you're pretty maneuverable for swimming.
0: And, like, what made you, what drew you to it, and where did you see it the first time?
1: I Interestingly enough, I was reading a ski and snowboard magazine, and it popped up just like a real quick sentence about it. And And, so you're like, I got to do this? Right, and I spent a few years trying to find enough info to give it a shot and i would you know go on bodyboard forums and like hey has anybody taken one down a river you
0: know i just hear S-
1: crickets and so how did you figure it out like did you finally find someone else that was doing it i did and you know the internet finally you know got into enough homes that people other people that were doing it were starting to so get, so active get some and, following right and even then i was still you know i had bought the pfd and the fins to kind of commit myself to doing it and i was going to take my ocean bodyboard and a snowboard helmet and i was still trying to find a rafting company like hey can i just pay for a trip and not sit in the raft and follow you they're like no way exactly
0: <laughs> they're like no way we'll, we'll talk about liability in a minute but so you did it the first time where
1: I actually did the French Broad section that starts at ledges and goes down to the Alexander Bridge, about two miles.
0: Okay, and then you're like, you get hooked on it, and then how do is you like you said you had sponsorship? Like, is it a sp- like an extreme sport, and how do you compete? What's uh-huh. the how does that
1: work? Got it. So yeah, you do have the racing aspect of it, which is just you know speed. You start the same, kick sport. it, you know as fast as you can. You may have some gates to do required moves, or you may have a longer, just downriver sprint type thing. And pretty much anything goes, you know, board to board contact as long as you don't, you know, use your hands to grab. Oh, so enough. you
0: basically, you, they don't just do it on timing. Like you'll you'll all jump in at the same time? Right. Like oh, a border okay. cross with multiple
1: people. Okay.
0: And what's the, like, what would be the length of a run maybe?
1: You might have a. Um, border cross where you're only doing like a quarter mile of real intense sprint and then you might have a enduro where you could do you know a mile and a half up to five or six miles
0: that's how and how, how long would something like that take
1: <laughs> around 35 <laughs> minutes
0: so so you when you come out are you like whipped i mean you're spent you're totally spent uh, so can you make more than one run like that in a day
1: not usually and you know even with like the shorter races you're looking more like you know, doing a couple heats and then being spent. Now, if you're just going leisurely, you know, you can take your time over a few hours and it's not as taxing.
0: So you started this company called Appalachian Riverboard Company and you are taking people out on this crazy activity and we'll talk about after it because I would definitely try (laughs) this. Um, So you decide, hey, I'm going to do this and you have to... Obviously, purchase gear and wetsuits and stuff. How many people could you take at a time?
1: I can get six people on the river right now, and close to where I'll have enough boards. I also manufacture some boards for the sport, and I'll be probably up to eight extra boards within a month or two.
0: Okay. And you provide wetsuits? I do. Okay. Helmets, obviously, life jackets and all that good stuff. So I assume you got to sign a waiver. Exactly <laughs> I happen to have a little adventure company and I know how that works so you sign a waiver basically saying you're giving your life over and you're the guide do you, so when you I know that there's all sorts of regulations to guide within the National mm-hmm. Forest I assume that there's no requirements other than mm-hmm. experience maybe or can you talk about that a little
1: right bit? and a lot of you know to operate, with a Forest Service use permit. Oh, you do? You have to have a four? I, you do have to okay. have one. Okay. So I'm not doing guided trips, you know, on the rafting section of the French Broad right now. Gotcha. Because I'm still trying to get the insurance and get that. I'm able to take people just the section from ledges down to the Alexander okay. Bridge. Yep. And also the Tuckasegee River right outside of Silva.
0: So until you get that squared away, you're sort of limited to the water that you can guide in, not personally run in. You and your buddy want to go... You can jump in and go, but to, to actually take customers. Exactly. And and what's something like that cost? Can I ask that? What's I mean, that, insurance? No, not the insurance. Just uh-huh. like if I want to go run for an hour down the river or however, do a run with you, what's what's something like that cost me?
1: Be $50, and that provides, you know, all the gear rental, instruction, and probably put you on the water for about hour and a half or two hours. Do so you get to go pro it? I haven't got extra ones yet. Uh, you have one of yours. I, I do, okay. and I'll try to sh- you know play with different angles, like twist it backwards for some follow cam, as well as if it's a rapid where I'm comfortable with the guest, you know, going first, I'll put them in front of me, and it gives a b- better perspective than just splashes coming in on the helmet cam.
0: Gotcha. Beer's pretty good, by the way. Um, so how's business been? It, I mean, obviously, let's get, let's back up a minute before we talk about that. Because there's no one like you doing this that I'm aware of in the area, but what's your time frame for business? Because I know most people are just starting to get in the river now mm-hmm. and stay in the river till usually October before the temperatures change changing a little bit. How do you run personally, and what's the business? Like,
1: same type of window? Um, personally, I can probably stretch it about a month earlier when it's cold, and then a month later just because I have, you know, personal gear. Dry suits where I can- Or I can put on, you know, an extra layer like thin wetsuit with other wetsuits over it. Still have pretty good mobility and stay warm. I'm not set up to, you know, take a big group of guests in cold water. But anytime, you know, depending on temperature from about late April through early May, and we are able to run through about September with guided trips. Yeah, it
0: just depends on how warm the summer is and the Uh water is. Water levels too, I know that. That's got to have a huge bearing right now as we sit here. We've had several inches of rain today, so the rivers are probably – you're probably all excited for this weekend. And I, and I guess there's no bearing if it's raining, right? If, if it's like some adventure people don't want to do it, but if it's raining, you're going to get wet anyway. Right. So that can help, I suppose. Uh-huh. Um, all right, so how's it's sort of a crazy business. It's not for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't see – I shouldn't say this, but I couldn't see an 80-year-old – doing it but then again who knows so how is business been and
1: is it growing it is growing and i've seen more i guess just awareness and social media pop off and usually what we run into is you know we're not too busy on saturdays in the early part and then people start seeing it they hear about it and you know by the end of august or early into september i'm trying to fit people in with the remaining amount of weekends I have left. Do you ever do it in the evening? Usually not. Because it can get tight as far as time Right, and I don't have a set schedule with my day job to be able to Plus, you're guarantee. probably
0: sneaking out when you can.
1: <laughs> exactly. So, I got to ask. Y'all
0: go down the river, who's picking you up?
1: <laughs> right now, um, usually with guests, I would meet them at the takeout. Okay. And... You know, leave a car, right? And then I'm gonna shuttle all the gear and them up to the top, and right. then we've got. So the they're done. there right there. Right. Gotcha.
0: Um. All right. So you're how long, how many times a week do you do this? Forget the business side. Mm-hmm. Like, you seem sort of passionate about it. So talk to me about how often you're on the river.
1: It's still probably about once a week. Whether I'm guiding, you know, that's gonna be my river time. If I'm not guiding I'm either going to be in the shop a little bit building boards or I'll get on the river personally. And I used to do it, you know, a lot more at the drop of a hat if it rained. I was going and I was, you know, I've raced, you know, darkness before (laughs) and had a flashlight in my, you know, dry bag. Like if it gets too dark, I'm going to pull out and walk the railroad tracks.
0: Uh, So you're making boards like, uh, let's talk about that for a minute. Separate business?
1: Uh, just a related wing
0: and what are they what are they constructed out of
1: make them out of um mini cell foam the same thing that you know your kayak outfitting is made out of just a bigger chunk of it but i mean it takes a pounding right it does and so the bottom is outfitted with a thin sheet of abs plastic so not only can it take a beating but it'll also slide over some of the shallow spots Oh, how thick is that it's an eighth of an inch. Oh, okay.
0: And you ever crack that or repair it and have to go back? And, or once a board's done, is it
1: done? Um, I have had some old prototypes <laughs> that after a few years, you know, I thought, oh, carriage bolts, those are rounded enough. I can put those through the bottom and they won't catch anything. And on a really rough river, I've seen you know, a quarter-inch you know, screw or bolt bent into an L-shape and dragged, like, through Power of plastic. Mother Nature? Uh-huh.
0: Uh, like, weight restrictions or size? Or, or to, like, how does that work?
1: Pretty much, I mean, someone doesn't have to be an Olympic swimmer to do it. They just need to be in decent shape and, you know, comfortable the around water. the water. As far as, you know, either age or height, you know, probably about nine or tens of the you know, youngest. youngest that, you know, have the mindset for Whitewater. And, you know, you're starting to get, you know, just your growth spurt where you've got a decent kick. And then as far as weight is, someone's in shape. I mean, I've seen them, you know, had a 280-pound rugby player go out one time. And, you know, sure enough, he went in over the drop, went under, and the board brought him right, right back him. up.
0: So the reactions when they're towards the end of the run or they're getting out, I got to imagine it's a love-hate thing. People are either like, holy crap, that was the most exciting thing, mm-hmm. or I'm never doing that again.
1: It is, <laughs> and I've also had the people that I thought they would never want to touch it again because, like, they managed to find every bad spot on the river that I was trying to, you know, not get them into.
0: We, so let's back up there, too. Will you, like, slow down in certain slower spots and say, all right, like— we want to hit the spot over on the left or, I mean, when do
1: you, I imagine you have mm-hmm. to do sort of something. Yeah, same. we break down some of the rapids. Okay. Whether it's a pre-rapid talk or even, you know, stopping and getting out and scouting and pointing them out.
0: What, um, where do we find you? Like, tell, tell people where you're at, social media, whatever you want.
1: Got it. Look us up on Facebook at Appalachian Riverboard Company.
0: All right. And... What are you doing for fun when you're not? I mean, you got to have another hobby. So, I mean, it is sort of extreme. But what what else are you doing for fun when you're not on the river? Uh, it's mean, not like, that you're brewing beer, right? Yeah. So,
1: I home brew occasionally. I also just like to go hiking with my wife.
0: Awesome. Um, any events that you participate in, or places you travel to that where people can find you? Like you said, you were sort of doing it competitively. You're still doing that?
1: Um, right now the competitive scene in the states is kind of died down. Okay. And haven't planned anything yet or put it on schedule, but we usually do try to do a local demo where we're set up at a rapid where you can walk be done try you know, a few hundred yards, get out and repeat it oh, again. Oh, that's
0: huge. That's a that's a pretty cool thing because then you sort of know without the huge investment if you if you want in or not. Definitely. All right, so I I have to ask um as we sort of wind down a little bit is, is there anything else you want to just tell everyone or are you good right now
1: I think everybody's got a good idea
0: all right you gotta check this out Appalachian riverboard company it's basically like boogie bordering down the river in a with the helmet a life jacket and flippers on through crazy rapids it it, it you, when you see pictures of this it's just something completely I think it's cool some of you might think it's crazy um favorite spot that you like to sort of visit around town Uh that's
1: might fly under the radar um a few of them i really like some of the smaller breweries that have a neighborhood feel to them such as french broad and upcountry brewing
0: okay so not so much downtown sort of
1: do like it as well and i check everything out new you know when it first opens and but i still have my favorites that i come back to
0: awesome i am Given you guys, listeners, so many spots, um, and I haven't really thought about one today before, but I'll give a little shout out to Piazzas on Seventy Four A near the Parkway. Really good salads, usually good beer selection, and a pretty decent pizza if you're on on that south side. So, hey, I really appreciate everyone listening. Thanks for the time. You can find me at greg at inclineadventures.com and that's incline without the i so nclineadventures.com reach out to me if you ever have any questions about the podcast or want more information thanks to kevin for being our guest and uh tune in to the next one thanks